With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> We're live. Foul territory. Let's have a day. Rock Holt in the house. Eric Kratz, who has an awesome hat. We'll get into that. Scotty Braun, AJ Pruszynski, both wearing our baseball is the best shirts because AJ just tries to match me every single day. No, but seriously, Sarah Langs is joining us soon. Um, can't wait to talk to her. Of course, this is a big month for ALS research awareness, and raising money for that cause. And, and we're all with Sarah, all of baseball, the whole baseball family in supporting her with her battle with ALS. So looking forward to talking to her and the shirt looks good on you. The shirt is great. Not as soft as the foul territory shirts, but it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty close. It is. It's yeah, nice. I, I love say, the saying baseball is the best. Most shirts suck in terms of quality. This yes. one's pretty soft. And it fits and yes. good. I have a hard time finding shirts that fit. So this one fits nice. Well, make sure you let Th- those both they, they both fit y'all fit y'all nice. Well, Scott's arms are a little bit. You know, no. they, you know, that's they, why he likes it. You know, he's no, I have way tight. I have way tighter shirts. This is like a this is a five out of ten. Your Friday shirt. Your Friday shirt looked like it was painted on. Jeans <laughs> <laughs> is painted on. <laughs> By the way, Friday, as in tomorrow, we will be at Atlantic City at Borgata. Uh, Fraser Friday, Kratz, myself, can't wait. And unless I don't get there, I just was told that there's some issues in Newark Airport. Sucks so to be you. Stay tuned. You're not allowed here, so Could, you better find somewhere else. <laughs> couldn't be worse than two weeks ago when I went up there and got in. I think at what five in the morning, and then. Whatever. Up Don't two say hours. that. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. No, it could get worse. I it mean, I'll drive. Totally if I have get to. worse. You're gonna drive? I'll drive if I have to. I've done it before. Could I you mean, make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 hours. You can leave now. I can drive to a different airport and then figure it out. So. No, but it's not the airport here. It's the airport in Newark. I could fly into JFK, Philadelphia, LaGuardia. We have options, so we'll see. Okay. Hey, Brock, your friend's coming on today. Yeah, Kike. Big, big Kike. I, I love him. I, I've, I've met him a, a couple times, but I've loved him since, you know, since he was with the Dodgers. His, his personality is spot on. Um, someone that you want to have in the clubhouse, I feel, feel like, to, to, to keep things loose, to keep things light. So we'll have a good time with him. So, Brock, ever since you left the Red Sox, do they have to have, like, a new Brock Hole? Does Kike look the new Brock Hole? <laughs> I guess. You know what? You know, whenever, um, whenever Kike signed with the Red Sox, Joe Kelly – I remember Joe Kelly saying that that Kike is a more athletic Brock Holt. So uh, yeah. I gave I gave Joe I gave Joe Kelly some hell for that. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's true, right? I guess it's true. Um, but I, I won a World Series there, so Kike still got a got some work to do. <laughs> I love I love player comps. I love that you are a poor man's Kike Hernandez. Poor man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what that's what Joe Kelly was was. Um, was trying to, to, to get a good across, but um, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a poor man's uh, like Kike that. Hernandez. Have you ever seen the Jordan tweet where he's like, and I took that personally? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of this situation. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. If, if maybe if I was still playing, I'd take it personally. I'd, I'd, I'd use it as fuel, fuel <laughs> my fire on the field and show everyone that I'm 
yeah, Kike Hernandez is a poor man's Brock Holt, but um, I'm sitting here with you guys. So, And you have a cycle. Two. In the playoffs. Two. Two. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Also, Kirk Herbstreet is joining us in about 20 minutes on the show. And you're like, Kirk Herbstreet, the college football and NFL analyst? Yes, he is a legit Reds mm-hmm. super fan. Yes. And I think some shows... I don't want to be too critical. Some shows don't do it right when they bring on like celebrities or people from outside of their sport that they're talking about. This to me is the perfect guest to have on in this spot. Reds are getting a ton of talk right now because they've been good and they've got prospects galore and a big dude coming up who could move their team leader to another position. Kirk watches the games consistently, tweets about them all the time, had a little back and forth with two of the athletic writers, including our own Ken Rosenthal. Come on. And Oh, we're talking college football. Don't even think we're not yeah, college. I mean, yeah, we will. Listen, but you don't watch college football, but I, I know focus. Brock does, and I do. So yeah, that, you're focused. That's on the real. That's the real season, right? We're all we're all oh. just waiting for. See, we're all just waiting for your internet bill to get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it froze at the yeah. perfect time because baseball is the season, and I will ask our our fam in the YouTube chat: Do you want to hear AJ's college football questions, or do you want to hear? The battle over positioning for the Reds. Well, we'll talk. We, we got plenty of time. We'll talk both. We'll get both in. But I mean, right. we're definitely bringing up. I mean, listen, I'm not having Kirk Herbstreit, probably the uh, the best college football guy going right now, and not asking him about college football. Obviously, I love college football. So the fact that listen, there was a personal thing when you when this whole thing came out, and I said, oh, I'm going to try and get Kirk Herbstreit on this show, and he goes, like, great, we can talk ball, and I'm like, deep down inside, I'm thinking. Oh crap! We're talking college football oh, here, so baby. You just used this. I used, yeah, I used to get you. a college football person. <laughs> That's right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you know, used the show. Yeah, to get someone to talk college football. Yeah, right, and but, baseball. He'll talk baseball. I think that's what he wants to do. He's not coming on here going, hey, foul territory. Those guys can talk college football. <laughs> if I really want to elevate my brands in college football, I'm going to go on foul territory with. Holt Pierzynski and Kratz and Braun to talk about the SEC. No, we're not going to. I mean, we're not going to. No, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask him about the Rice Owls. What What he thinks about the Rice Owls this year football program? See, how, Rice how, how, the Glace, uh, Glacius? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Rice Owl. <laughs> oh man, this I is mean, why you give. This is why you give a starter like AJ a day off. We're going to get extra energy from AJ on Thursdays. Yes, I said it earlier. He is super juiced. He's like a oh. kid in a candy store. Like, oh, oh. you My are wife. you. He's gonna. He probably has like three helmets. He's gonna be like, hey, Kirk, uh, do you remember this game when uh, Ohio State played Michigan and they were both one and two? How great was that? No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bring up when Florida beat the shit out of Ohio State though in the national championship. Probably forty-one to fourteen. I listen. You you guys just zoomed in on Eric Kratz. I can't. I can't stop looking at that that hat on your head. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying so hard. Oh my goodness! Oh my it is like, <laughs> and you make fun of me for tight shirts. 
<laughs> How about tight hats? <laughs> It'll all make sense at the end of the show. So you got to watch. You got to watch the end of the show. And he looks like hat. Tom Hanks in uh, League of Their Own with the hat that was on top of his head. That's what he looks like. <laughs> There's, There's no, no crying. <laughs> fall. Uh. All right, well, let's get into it for 15 minutes before we bring on Kirk Herbstreet. So let's charge the damn mound and start with Shohei Otani and the Angels, or Mike Trout and Shohei Otani against the world. So when those two homer, they win, obvious. Now, this team wins yesterday. They take the series from the Chicago White Sox, a team they should be hopefully making a deal with in about a month. And they start a big weekend series against the Houston Astros tonight. Otani's ridiculous. He hit two home runs. Obviously, he's pitching well. You've got a lot of the national baseball scene going. And there we go. The tweet from Foul Territory. He's got over 900 feet of home runs today. I also want to flip to the other tweet, and then I'll get into things, just because Lance Lynn, friend of the show, gave up one of those home runs off of what pitch? Sweeper. Sweeper. (laughs) Last night on FT, if you follow us at Foul Territory TV, oh no, Lance, not the sweeper. Last month he told us that pitch can F off. And for some reason, it's still going. Can we just add, I I don't know who does the addition, but it wasn't at like 468 and 421, so it was like a little bit short of 900 feet. You're you're not a roundup guy? No, I'm an exact numbers guy. It's math. You can't just guess at math. Yeah. I, mean, I can't just say, well, I hit 280. I'm going to give myself 300 this year when I go to arbitration. Close enough. Oh, was it not over 900? No, that was like four. That was like a couple feet short. But semantics. No. Yeah. No, I, tomatoes, tomatoes. We, we are not numbers nerds on this show. I think that's fair. I mean, we clearly, I mean, we, look at us, Brock, on Friday. We go, oh, you think Pete Alonzo was looking at Pitt Ushid's numbers? Nah, he just hit a stink bomb because he had to go to the bathroom. That was awesome, by the way. That was awesome. Speaking of rounding up, when I was with the Brewers, we had a um, team meeting early on, meet the new guys. Logan Morrison stood up and and gave us a spill about Tim Tebow uh, playing in, in the same, le- same playing at the same level as him in AAA. Logan Morrison says, I'm, here I am, got close to 200 home runs in the show, and I'm playing next to Tim Tebow. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, t- 200 home runs is a lot. He's really got that many. And I looked it up, and he had like 140 or something. <laughs> so, so he rounded up. So I, so I was like, all right, so I have 23 careers, so I, I've got close to 150, right? Um, so we gave him a hard time about that. I've got zero, so I've got like 50. Yeah. There you go. Round up. <laughs> as soon like- as you said 200, because I remember following Logan and also – I lived down in Miami, I think, when his career started with the Marlins, and I was like, there's no way he hit 200. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. I'm like, yeah, he had, he had that, Well, that's what I was like. Months. I was like, damn, like 200, that's that's pretty good. So I was yeah. like, I got I to gotta check this out. And it was literally, I forgot what the exact number was, but it was it was below 150. So he gave, he gave himself quite a few. I don't know if this is a thing everywhere. I know it is in sports and definitely in the Northeast. Uh, in certain parts uh, 140, that I was around. He 140, 140, 140. You know how you meet people where they're like, oh, I'm I'm uh, six feet, and they're like 5'8". You are? That's rounding up. No, I said you meet people oh, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. that round up three, yeah. four inches on their height. Oh, yeah. yeah I, mean, I grew up with that a lot. 
Right? Well, it's because like, you know Jersey. You guys oh, got I'm six little... four, and I'm like, you're five <laughs> eleven. Like, I'm looking. I love when people go, I'm six four. And I'm like, well, I actually, I'm six four, and I'm looking down at you. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Uh, anyway, um, thoughts on the Angels heading into a big ass series against the Astros, and this team is five and zero oh this year when both Trout and Otani homer, and they're nineteen and eight in those games. Um, going back to last year, I guess. So. 12 runs, put on a nice show, heading into a big series. For me, actually, I think the Trout home run was more significant just because, have you looked at Trout's month? Not very Trout-like. And for a while, he was really struggling on on timing, you could tell. I mean, he couldn't time up fastballs. Yes. So this is a good sign because you need Trout and Otani to be the top, two of the top, whatever, five players in the league for them to be a playoff Except if you're a White Sox fan. You wanted them to get out of town before they all decided to hit. Well, they're trying to beat the shit out of them so that they can trade for their players in a month. No, they don't want them. The the Angels fans don't want them. There's smart people in their front office, or at least I know Perry Manishin's pretty good at his job, so he'll want. I mean, they told you they don't want players. Tim Anderson. I don't think they want anybody. They think that every single player on that team is is incredible, but it's not about Angels Twitter. It's about Kratzy. This team being relevant at this point in the season your thoughts on the angels are they in my mind they're mediocre they're just like a very average team because you have two of the best and then the supporting parts are average to subpar i think i'm going to take a scott braun quote it was just it was just the white Sox that they beat otani and trout (laughs) they're not that good this is this is huge for them they kind of they gave up a few runs in the last inning. I think it's something that if I were to start building parlays for the month of June, I'm going to build parlays with Mike Trout and Kyle Schwarber in them because they're going to they're going to go back to their career norms and they need Trout. They 100% need Trout. Just like they 100% need some of those Chicago White Sox. So when the White Sox are 15 to 16 games under 500 come the trade deadline, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get. I mean, why would you not want Tim Anderson? Why would you not? Really, to me, Liam Hendricks, Kendall Graveman, those mm-hmm. guys at the back end of that bullpen. I think that would be that would be huge, huge for the Angels. And if you just make the rest of the team average around Trout and Otani, this is a playoff team. Giolito, Giolito is a guy I could see definitely getting moved. Hendricks, I don't think will because he's got one more year. So they're yeah, going to – Graveman. Graveman's possibility. Joe Kelly. Joe Rocks Kelly. boy Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. He, he's, play, a, he's definitely play, a guy. Playoff hero. Yeah. Joe Kelly's a guy. Yeah, he's a poor man's Kendall Graveman. <laughs> hey, he's yeah. been dealing. Yeah, Joe, you stink. <laughs> Joe, Joe, so Joe – Tell him, can we clip that? Thank you. <laughs> you know that Joe – so Joe and I played together for like three days with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He got traded. I've told this story. He got traded. We're on the training table. I'm taking a nap. He's getting ready to pitch. He got traded. I knew before because he got traded for John Lackey. And we have the same agent. And my agent called me. He's like, hey, Lackey's coming there. Who are you getting traded for? He's like, I think Joe Kelly and some other people. And it hadn't come out yet. And I'm sitting on the table like, oh, gosh, he's right next to me. Like, what do I do here? And then about 15 minutes later, it came across the ticker that he got traded before the Cardinals told him. So when I just was in Chicago a couple weeks ago. I see him. He's like, hey, if I'm getting traded, can you tell me so I know before? <laughs> and can you tell me where I'm going this time? Why didn't you tell him? Dude, that's not my place to tell him. Whose place? The agent? The manager. 
It would have been the, the ultimate flex to wake him up from his nap. No, I was the one napping. Oh, you were napping. He was getting ready for the game. It would have been such a flex to be like, yo, Joe. Joe, hey, man. Go out there. You're trading. No, dude, it was that. No, you're was, gone. I've been on the team for like three days. I couldn't. Yeah, but be, you're a vet. Yeah, but still, man, it wasn't my place. Then they got mad because they found out on the ticker instead of like from the team. Alan AJ, Gray. how many how many days really was it that you were teammates with them? Because I have a story seriously, about that. Seriously, like three days. <laughs> it was like three days because I went to Chicago, and I was there two days, and then we flew to San Diego, had an off day, and it was like the first day. So it was like three days. Because I got trade, I got traded to the Red Sox for two days plus a spread is what I said. The third day I ate spread, <laughs> <laughs> and then they fired me after the game. And Joe Kelly and I were teammates, and Joe got optioned down the same day. So I was just like, eh, whatever. Like I was only I was only filling in for um, Blake Swihart until his toe felt better, and then. They shipped me out. Joe got shipped out. He was he was way more devastated than me. I was just like, eh, going home. Well, but got, yeah, so we both we have that in common. But I think you were probably teammates longer. But I definitely uh-huh. ate spread that morning. It was a day game. How was the spread? Oh, tremendous breakfast. Red <laughs> Sox Clubhouse had tremendous breakfast. We had good breakfast. Good waffles. Man. I remember good waffles. Waffle and an omelet. Oof. You, you want to talk about good breakfast, the the – the home side on Texas, the home home Texas side is as good as it gets. True. I mean, they, you walk in there, they have Texas shaped waffles. It's unbelievable. Donuts, omelets, like I mean, anything that you can possibly have for breakfast, you you can eat there. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, that's I just, brilliant. I was just in Houston. I had a Texas shaped waffle. There you waffle go. Waffle maker. You flip it over. You make it in the hotel. Texas shaped waffle. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to make them yourself. At, I mean, there's uh, a hotel. At, yeah, well. You were in the show. You know what the Red the Sox show. had, Brock? They had the uh, little tuna balls the guy would make. Yes. It was, like, it was like balls of rice and they had tuna fish. In. Oh, they were so dang good. You could eat like a honey rub. Well, the, the whole plan is, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you get guys to eat their faces off and get so This is full. the home side, though. Yeah, this is home side. I know, but on the he was saying on the roadside for breakfast. No, home side. No, he was that was yeah, home, no, home side. Yeah, home, home side. side. Oh, it's unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah. I would want to eat too much, and then I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, you don't want to go out. You Did just you want get to stay, food coma? Stay in, eat some bacon, get you some donuts, take a nap, get a couple Texas shaped waffles with some peanut butter syrup. Oh man! Then take I mean, a greenie and go out and play. Makes me want to play. <laughs> makes, make, makes me want to play again. Those, those were before. Those were before, before. Those were before. Bro. Just for the food. Next up, the Arizona Diamondbacks are sizzling right now they are going after the diamond or the dodgers right now the giants are playing pretty good ball too and then the only thing that scares you if you're a padres fan is not that the padres are off to a slow start but that the rest of the division is flying i mean even colorado has not played poorly yet or as poorly as anticipated but arizona blanked them yesterday with tommy henry who you know is is not one of their higher level starters like obviously gallons having a Cy Young level season here's Sarah Langs with the tweet she'll join us a little bit later D-backs 10 games above 500 for the first time since 76 and 66 on September 8th 2018 here's my thing that I've thought about because Kratz you know this phrase too right pump the brakes for me on certain teams the two teams that I'm not pumping the brakes are and correct me if I'm wrong here 
Diamondbacks and Rangers, I think, are going to be in it. I'm not saying they're winning divisions. I'm not even saying they're making playoffs, but they're real to me. They're not going to, we're not going to look up and they're going to be like, oh, they finished 500 or below 500, where a lot of other teams with fast starts, I think, if they're not supposed to be good, they're not going to be good. Easiest thing of the, of the year, easiest pick for the year was the win total for the Diamondbacks for me. It was like 75 or something. I think we I all think were like, over. Oh, we we're all like way over that. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this team, I don't know how much you guys have actually watched it. They are we so. We watch games. Well, I'm just checking because you're <laughs> on late. You, have yeah. to, you might be at the rave. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks are so fun to watch. So fun. They just, if you listen, I watched the game last night and Bob Brenly and Steve Berthume, I think, are their yep. announcers. They're like, and the track made a start. And they just start freaking do, 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 do. And the cat. The poor catcher for the Rockies is like, screw this, dude. I ain't even throwing it anymore. Because they were literally standing on second. The guy was ba- – Dilson Lamette was uh, – The Nelson Lamette. The Nelson yep. Lamette yep. was the pitcher. He, he was balking because they're running. He didn't know what to do. He'd already stepped off twice. He's like, oh, no, no, I can't disengage again. I mean, they put pressure, like legitimate – this is what the new rules are made for, and they are the one team that is specifically almost built for the new rules mm-hmm. with Carroll and, and Rojas and uh, Guriel. And all these dudes are just McCarthy, McCarthy. Yeah. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was stealing bases last night. I mean, all these dudes, they just get on base and it's just like, do, 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 do. I mean, it is a track meet. It is awesome to watch. Every single, every single is an RBI. Every, like, it's just, you know, you talk about sustainability. The team is so freaking young besides Christian Walker, who's just going to bang the ball off his face on the scoreboard in center field. Evan Longoria, who they just give him days off when, you know, it's not a good matchup for him. Everybody else, I guess Nick Ahmed is kind of, you know, he's getting up there in in age. But compared to the rest of the team, the rest of the team, they're young. They just go out there and it is a track meet. And it is – and it's not just the stolen bases. It's base running first to third. You see the outfielders on the other teams, like they're coming up to try to throw. And it's just – I don't think they're ever going to really bludgeon teams to death, but they're just, they're just suffocating. They, they just run the bases. And even in the outfield, I like watching the outfielders for the Diamondbacks run and get the ball. They cut the ball off better than any team that I've seen because that speed is just ridiculous. So other teams can't get those extra bases that they're taking from them. And I feel like Tori, Tori Labello leading the charge there is – is key as well. Like he's the perfect guy to have with that young team, those young players. Like I remember when I got traded over to the Red Sox, um, being a young guy, he was, he was a guy that would pull me aside and, and he made me feel comfortable being the bench coach there. Um, he's one of my favorite pe- people I've ever met in the game. And I think for him to be the manager for, for some of these young guys coming up and these guys are expected to, to play and play well. I feel like he is perfect for that team um, to to make those guys come up, feel comfortable, and be able to play like they're capable of playing. Gabriel Moreno hitting close to 300. I know there's not a ton of power there yet, but that, that is looking like a great Nick trade. Nick has kind of almost lost his job, hasn't he, a little bit? Because Perdomo, isn't it Perdomo? has been the guy that's been playing a lot of shortstop for him. Perdomo's good. He's yeah. a good Hard player. to take a gold glove out of there, though. I but understand. Perdomo, Perdomo's legit. No, I'm. I'm I, listen, Nick Ahmed is one of the best defensive players in baseball. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I think he's kind of lost some playing time because of Perdomo, Christian Walker's Gold Glove at first base. I mean, they they can do it. 
They smacked on that trade, though. I know Varsho's a gamer. You know, I, I would say Hit Tool probably is is the weaker spot for him. You know, he plays good D, runs around, all that. But they pick up a catcher for a while now. I mean, Gabriel Moreno's a starting catcher. You can see it. And Lourdes Gurriel is OPS Bang. above Crushing. 900. OPS plus, 100s league average, 146. You know the best part about him? Hmm. He has purple hair. Yeah. <laughs> like purple hair. That's something you can rally around. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm talking purple hair. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, kind of purple. It's deep purple. No, you're right. This this team, you know, it's funny to me is, is Mike Hazen, who runs the front office there before the season. I remember I was looking at um, looking up some of the quotes from him and about how they, you know, create chaos. we got to have fake breaks and, and, and run and go crazy and all of that. And one of the lines he gave was, before the season started, probably going to see more small ball from us than most teams because we're not going to be able to go slug for slug with most teams cool you yeah. know they knew who they Play were yeah well yeah i mean especially in that division right you're you're going against the dodgers you're going against the padres like those teams slug but diamondbacks are playing baseball and it's fun to watch you know, what's funny is the other team you mentioned was texas now those yeah. boys slug yeah those they do. boys smash the baseball so it's funny that two teams coming out like different ways but who do you think who do you think is gonna finish higher not better record because it's American League, National League. Who who's going to finish higher in their respective league? Texas, as long as their pitching holds up. Yeah, well, and Texas's pitching right now is it's been great. You know, it's it's been great without Even without the grow. Without Dane the Dunning. Dane yeah. Dunning has been a Dane stud Dunning, for them. Nate Nate has been yeah. unhittable. Um, Texas is Texas did the right. They've got a lot of young guys who who who've come up together, um, but they added pieces. You know. CY's done a great job of adding pieces that, you know, obviously you get a DeGrom, hopefully he he's healthy and can pitch. Um, then you add Seeger, Simeon up the middle. I mean, they've got a good a good thing going right there. Um, obviously you hire Bochi, um, experience manager. Um, and that that they need to put a good team on the field with with that ballpark and and how nice that place is. So um, I like Texas this year. I like watching them. Um, Nathaniel Lowe's. You know, coming into his own with the Silver Slugger last year, um, playing well again this year. Adolis Garcia, I mean, just hitting homers, driving in runs. So it's it's a, it's a fun team to watch. I, I like the Rangers too. Don't forget Young, Josh Young. Yeah, Brad that's Mason. what I'm saying. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah he's got to I mean, be up there for Rookie of the Year. He's banging. I mean, he's, he's but the one thing it. about the Rangers, Brock, they need bullpen help, and, and yeah. Chris Young, their GM, will go get it. Mm-hmm. That's right? the easiest thing to acquire. Though. True, but he's gonna. Do they have the players to get what they really need? Yes, they need bullpen help. They and, have and I think, and I think they'll tell you that we need bullpen help because mm-hmm. and they do. They ha- they have a pretty strong farm system, so I think they've got some prospects where they. The bullpen bullpen doesn't take. Yeah, bullpen doesn't, doesn't no, take. You're prospects. not going to give up. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. give up your top. That's guy, why it's so, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, need, they need a legitimate like closer guy though for me because they've tried like five different guys and, he, and no one's really worked yet. Chapman. Oh, okay, we're trading Chapman. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. He's the, he's the guy. He's, he's the, the choice. Well, I mean, he's one of them. He's the easiest one to point to right now because there's he's a the 100 percent chance he's getting traded. 100. <laughs> not even like unless he. What gets about hurt. Kendall Graveman? Yeah, that's a good one. He's he close. Can close. Absolutely. There, there's close. three or four closer names. I know one that you can't trade for anymore. Alexis Diaz. He was talked about a lot before the season started. I don't think they're trading him. The they're playing ball. Yeah, because they're because they're, they're playing really well. He's yeah. not closing for him though, is he? But he could. 
Who's the dude that uh, the different dude came in was throwing fuel last night? Um, Buck Farmer. Buck Farmer. He mm-hmm. was throwing cheese last night. He's in the throwing Red Sox. mid to upper nineties. With the dude, his slider was like this. I don't know. We're not calling it a sweeper, but it was more like a cutter slider. Yeah. It was He's a gotten slider. really good. It was like he was like he a six starter on the Tigers. Oh, Farmer closed last night, and I watched the end of that game. I think they play it more based on where they're at in the lineup. Is is, is what I was watching because the other night Diaz came in in the eighth inning when it was it was. It was nut cutting time, and he, yeah, he was he had to face the meat of the order and success. Okay. Yeah, he's got thirteen. And he, he he throws. Also, they're, he's just they're heavier. Him. His brother, by the way, heavier built of his brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, his motion and everything. He even looks they, they look the same. They look the same. The motion, and everything. I mean, he's just bigger. Like he's just a heavier, big, bigger built dude. I'm not not, not calling him fat. So don't anybody say I called him. Fat. I'm just saying <laughs> he's, he's a just poor, a bigger version. He's he's a hungrier or less hungry version of Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's the primary guy. There's other guys that have that no. have racked up a saber too, like Buck and, and Ian Jabot. But yeah, I just I watched the game last night with Buck Farmer. Yes. Was, dude, that was some nasty shit. He was well, the reason I, I I bring them up, and the one other thing I want to say about Texas is credit to them for spending money. They got Semyon, they got Seager. Those dudes DeGrom, are legit. Evaldi. Degrom, Ivaldi, yeah. Uh, spending money, buying players, not always working, but definitely helpful. So you have to do it. Yes, you got to do it. And Jonah Heim is having a great year for him also. The yes, catcher. it's so a good ball club. throw them in there. The super talented Sarah Langs joins us right now. Sarah, great to see you. As you can see, um, we love the shirts. Uh, so just wanted to point out, it's hard to get AJ and me to wear the same shirt. So <laughs> we are matching today. We're loving it. Great to see you. How are you? I'm great, and thank you so much. And I see the hat down there as well. And Eric, I love it, love it all. So thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you... Nobody better on Twitter than, oh. than Sarah. It's the best. I, I, I'm new to Twitter, Sarah, and you're <laughs> one of my first follows because the thing I love more than anything on your Twitter is the we tweets, the ones where the team's going to win, and then it just goes... And all of a sudden, it goes from up here to zero. It's like, crash. Those are so much fun. I love those graphics. Everyone's always in the mentions like, oh, this is why stats are bad. That's not the point. That is the probability. When I go we, it's because there was a walk-off or something wild. Team scored five runs on the top of the ninth. And overall, I mean, you guys can speak to it as players i mean that is the feeling over the course of the game this was the mariners the yankees last night this was nothing nothing into the 10th inning you see how close it is to that middle line i mean just hugging the line you're there in the dugout thinking we just need one so I love those graphs. I love what they represent. And so many fans reply and are like, oh, my gosh, this is my EKG while watching this game. I mean, people definitely identify with the up and down there. Who is your favorite person to follow on baseball Twitter? Not just every Twitter, but baseball Twitter. And you can't say Mandy Bell. She's your best friend. That's not that's not fair. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think I have to go with the goat of sports stats and everything with Jason Stark. I mean, none of this, the fact that people are interested in stats and tidbits would even be possible without him and Tim Kirchner. Timmy, not big on Twitter, but Jason, always there finding 
the wildest of things and sharing and baseball exclamation point at the end. So always fun to see what Jason is digging up. Sarah, speaking of stats, um, I, I want to talk about home runs right now. We've got Aaron Judge, who's on fire. He's he's doing his thing again. Pete Alonso is on pace for 60 or whatever. We've got another race in New York. I know you're a, you grew up a huge Mets fan, not not that big of a Yankees fan. Who do you got in the home run race? Who's going to hit more? And uh, are you excited about those two players? I mean, this is awesome. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, looked like maybe DJ LeMayu and Jeff McNeil, maybe this was back to uh, 2019, might both win batting titles. We're looking at sort of historic New York races between those two teams. But home runs is obviously the most fun. I think I have to go with Judge only because, you know, he had that amazing year last year and everyone says, okay, we knew he could do it, but no way he does it again. And then here he is doing it again. I mean, it's incredible to see he's been on fire since he came off the injured list, but I hope they tie. I mean, I hope they both hit like 63. It would be amazing to watch. Hey, Sarah, I want to take you to um, Juan Soto and a recent tweet from you on his numbers since April 27th, because our guys were critical of what? Of his approach? <laughs> Don't look at me. Crazy. No, no, AJ you was were? critical. Oh, it was just, AJ, it was just no, me. And so AJ was it was critical. just this me. This is one okay. of the best. Look, look, and I want to say for the podcast crowd, too, that's not watching, two t- 210 weighted runs created plus. And for those of you who don't know that side as much as OPS plus, they're very similar numbers. Highest in MLB since April 27th. Sarah posted his OPS, 1146. Highest in MLB among qualified hitters since April 27th. And now we're into June. I just think it's worth everyone pointing out that this is a guy who turned it around. And I know some people are saying, like, dude, swing the bat. You're yeah, you know the what he started doing? Game. What? He started swinging the damn bat and getting yeah. hit. And it's working out. And guess what? Now he's hitting. Weird. I mean, exactly. the main thing he started doing is hitting the ball into the air. He was hitting ground ball after ground ball early in the year. Those first 26 games for him, no sweet spot bad balls, not very many. Really not hitting those line drives and fly balls you want to see. We know he hits the ball really hard, and he was doing that earlier in the year. But now he's hitting the ball hard and in the air. That's how you hit a 114-mile-an-hour home run at Yankee Stadium like he did last Friday. Have you ever gone through – I mean, I think I, – I feel like your, your eyes just, like, light up when you hear numbers and you see them and you're researching them. Have you ever found a number and, like – gone back and been like, wait a minute, what? And then you go back and then you, you look at it again and you're like, oh my gosh. Like I, I, like you just bubble over with excitement that you found that. And do you remember, like, do you remember that moment? Oh my gosh. I mean, there are a lot of those. I think that happens every day. But one of my absolute favorites was back in 2019. So Pablo Sandoval, came in and pitched a scoreless eighth inning for the uh, Giants in the game they were losing big in Cincinnati. He had homered earlier in the game, and I believe he stole a base in the ninth inning, like borderline defensive indifference, but it was a stolen base. And I'm sitting there wondering how many guys have thrown a scoreless inning or had a scoreless outing 
also hit a home run and had a stolen base. And I went to Elias for going back and forth. And it turned out that only one other guy in the modern era had done that. It was Christy Matthewson, also for the Giants, also against the Reds. And of course, he threw a shutout, a little bit different than Pablo's, you know, one inning in mop-up duty, but I thought that was so, so cool. How often can you connect Christy Matthewson and Pablo Sandoval? Well, Sarah, now it's a daily occurrence with Shohei. It happens all the time. So yeah. it's like every time he pitches, you're like, homer, shutout, yeah. full bases, triples. Cycle wide. Yes. Yeah, so, now it's like, this is, back then that was a big deal. Now it's like, ah, show age pitching, it'll happen. Yeah, we're underappreciating <laughs> yeah, a little exactly. bit. Probably, right, Sarah? Even though, I mean, we might never see something like this in our lifetime. I mean, I don't think we will. I know there are kids out there who are two-way players. There are kids in the minors, players who are doing this, but... Nobody will ever be the first to do this the way we have seen from Shohei Otani. He hits the ball so hard. He throws the ball so hard. I mean, that's the thing. Luckily, I think we're way past the Babe Ruth comparisons at this point. And no disrespect to Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth was not throwing 100 miles an hour. He was not facing 100 miles an hour. He was certainly not hitting the ball 450 plus feet or 115 miles an hour off the bat. So it's just incredible. I mean, last weekend, I believe on Saturday when he pitched, he had 10 strikeouts in a stolen base. I mean, who does that? Nobody but Shohei Otani. You know, what's funny is we had Pete Alonzo on Friday, and I don't remember who asked it from our show. They said, who would you want to face all time? And Babe Ruth's name came up. Maybe it was crashing. And Pete goes, you know, Babe was probably throwing dumpy 84-mile-an-hour cutters <laughs> that, you know, barely moves. But he's right. I mean, again, baseball history is incredible. But, you know, everyone talks about Walter Johnson's fastball. It was probably not much above 85 or 88. And again, the game has evolved. Bodies have evolved. Healthcare, everything in this country has evolved which is how these guys are at peak performance now. But Pete is not wrong there. And again, with <laughs> no disrespect to baseball history. No, trust me. I mean, I sit next to someone where I'm like, nah, dude, it was different when you played. <laughs> I'm like, you can't well, homer in 2023. Well, <laughs> well in, Boston, in Boston, you have the red seat, right? Ted Williams was supposed to hit the red seat. There's no way in hell he hit bullshit. that red seat. That thing is bullshit. And they every say, time they, how is that? Every time they redo they, the stadium, it moves up 10 feet. They say it's 504 feet, but it's like 800 feet. <laughs> like, there's no possible way that anyone ever hit a ball that far. Yeah, Sarah. Next time you're in Boston, I want you to go sit in the red seat because I've gone out there yeah. and, and then look. You can You need binoculars to see home plate. It's literally you're like, like ah. twelve. I mean, Fenway's right field goes up like this, and it's literally tw- like I think twelve or fourteen rows from being all the way out of the stadium. And there's, I mean, you've had guys like, I mean, Dustin Pedroia tells me all the time. He's like, I've seen Josh Hamilton. It like he actually absolutely squared up a ball as hard as you can hit it, as far as you can hit it. And it was 30 rows from hitting the red seat. <laughs> you're telling spent, me, you're telling me whole, t- Ted Williams hit that? No. He spent a whole BP one time trying to hit that red seat. Michael Young told the story when we went there. He goes, all he did, he said he rarely would hit on the field because it would make his swing bobo. But he said he got there and he's like, I got to try to hit that red seat. 
They said he didn't come within 10 rows of it. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, Sarah, so I, special day coming up, of course, on Friday. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, on a number of topics here. Yes. So first off, and, and let me plug a few things. Baseball is the best shirt. This is Sarah's phrase. It is so fitting for our baseball community, which is incredibly special. And I love how Sarah points that out. You can get these shirts on rotoware.com and proceeds from each shirt sold benefit project ALS. And I know you put that together. It's probably been almost a year ago and, and Pitching Ninja is partnered up here. And I know Mandy Bella has been big in, in helping to put this together as well. The, the next step here is um, if you're a fan of baseball and you know Sarah's story, you can be her teammate in the fight against ALS. She is is obviously battling this disease and you can purchase a Lang Star for 50 bucks and help her and everyone fighting ALS at starsforsarah.org. So what does Lou Gehrig Day mean to you? And also, are you ready to throw out the first pitch at City Field? All right, let's be clear. I am not throwing out the first pitch. I know the release said that something got lost in translation. It will be my incredible boyfriend who is my Superman. He will be throwing it out. By the way, he is in Denver right now researching the NBA Finals. He will be back <laughs> in New York tomorrow to throw out that first pitch. And I'm very excited for that. But I'm really excited for Gary Day and for all of the momentum that we've really seen for ALS awareness, awareness excuse me, all week. I mean, I've been honored to be asked to do a handful of pregame shows, radio hits, everything. And while I'm not great at talking about myself or having the focus on myself, I am so, so glad to represent ALS awareness and hopefully bring so much more awareness to this horrible disease. I mean, I think people think that it's rare or they don't know very much about it. It's not a rare disease. It is just an underfunded one. And I always point out people may think I, as a young woman, am an atypical case. You know, you think of someone like Lou Gehrig or even someone older. He was actually pretty young as ALS patients and diagnoses go. But of course, he's male. I'm a woman. There's certainly a difference there. And to that, I say I'm actually part of a group called Her ALS Story that uh, involves a group chat of like 30 or 40 women all diagnosed before the age of 35. So I've been really trying to hammer that home so people see this is not a rare disease. I think it has a maybe a PR not problem, but it's hard to talk about ALS because so many patients are gone so quickly or it affects their ability to speak. So anything that I can do to help raise awareness for this cause, I'm here, I'm ready to do it. And I'm so excited for tomorrow across Major League Baseball and so grateful to be being honored. I mean, I'm so overwhelmed, but in a good way. Yeah, of course. And you know, I mean, the baseball community loves you. And this is where the baseball community can can truly shine from media, players, teams, writers, influencers, you know, tweeters, everybody out there just coming together. And like you said, giving a lot more attention to ALS. So I wanted to ask you, over, you know, especially this last year or so, 
if you've come across people that you can connect with that have reached out to you and either thanked you or spoken to you about their battle or a family member or a friend's battle with ALS and what you've been able to do to completely amplify the conversation, especially within the baseball community. And of course, raise a lot of money and awareness for it. Well, I mean, again, to the point of this not being rare, I can't tell you how many people, whether in my life or, you know, more tangential, have reached out to me and said, oh, my uncle had ALS, my grandmother had ALS, and I've learned of so many people who have been touched by this disease, which just tells you again the fact that it isn't rare. Um, I will say people tweeted me, stories of their families and how they're so grateful to see ALS being talked about more. So I'm really honored to be able to do that and use my platform in this way. And people tweeted me at baseball games wearing the shirt, like people I've never met in my life. And it still blows my mind that there are people who do not know me personally who went out and purchased this shirt. And I know that they did because RotoWare shared the amount of money that's been raised. So it's clear that it was not just my friends, family, and colleagues, but I still can't even begin to process that. So if anyone watching is in that category, thank you so much. It really, really means so much to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. I mean, even as we're doing this, like the number of fans in, in our YouTube chat saying, hey, I've got a shirt. And then, of course, you know, the podcast is what gets most listens on this show, too, afterwards. So there, there's a ton of support. You're right. And people just that don't necessarily have your phone number or aren't able to, to see you or talk baseball with you because you've got a busy job and um, you're watching all of the games. It's a great way for them to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm watching. I'm following. I'm supporting. So Sarah, it was really great to catch up with you. I know you've got a, a busy night of games and then a very, very busy day tomorrow. We'll be watching. We'll be following the coverage. We'll be talking about it on our show on Friday as well. So great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Robin. We so good to see you. And thank you again for wearing the shirts. You're welcome. Sarah, hold on. Before you go, do you have Instagram or are you only on Twitter? Oh, because people Because people are yeah. asking on oh, the chat. Yeah, it's Slang's MLB. Lang's MLB. S Lang's MLB. S Lang's MLB. Okay, thank you. S Lang's MLB for Instagram for everyone, and 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 of course for for Twitter. Because some people are saying we don't have Twitter, and we want to follow you on Instagram. So so thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much. Sarah Lang's joining us on FT Live. There you go, and we can post some of that too. I will also make a note when we post the pod later to post more information about everything I just said um, with the shirts and of course with the stars for Sarah. So um, the, the stats and the info that she provides on a daily basis is not just for the places that she works with and works for. I mean, every, and she loves it. Everyone uses Sarah's content all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like posting, she is on it, posting stats, posting, crazy shit that we would use like in in hot corner when we do that segment so um we're we're here she's a must 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 follow if you have twitter or instagram if you want stats and you want interesting stats she's she's for especially major i mean obviously major league baseball it's the things she comes up with and finds but again like i said told her the we one is my favorite one she does teams are winning and then 
and then way up here, and then it's way to the bottom, like a roller coaster. It's the best. Yeah, even a we, casual yeah. fan, even a casual fan, not just like you know. So many times, like people think of like these numbers. People, she she does such a good job of like t- that chart. The Wii chart is great. Like you're like, oh wait, I didn't even see that game. I want to go and see what what happened in the game. And you like, and then you pull it up. It, it, it really to me, her stuff is a great conduit for like people to like go and check out a game, check out something that they didn't see. And it's because of the numbers, the graphics, and just the simplicity of it. Like Juan Soto sat stats. While you might not know what WRC plus is, like, you know, Juan Soto's smashing just based on her two lines. Agreed. Hey, let's get to tonight's games. It is last minute game time. GameTime.co. What did you just let myself in half and go to two places? Yes. Okay. For this game, yes. Okay. In real life, no. I don't think still haven't have. figured that out. Yeah. Still haven't figured that out. So hey, while we're talking about this, if you check out the game time app, if you've never used it, go for it. Right. Thank you. Yes. It's it's nice it's and pretty on the board there for you. Um FT Live's the code, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. It's very simple. And we don't have many games to choose from tonight. But if you're not hitting a game and you want to hit one last minute, this is the spot to go to. So, AJ, which two games do you want to hit tonight? And then I'll help you decide which <laughs> what? one actually. How many oh, okay. are there? There's, last there's, there's, only, like, three there's only three games, right? Yeah. So, and AJ's going to two of them. Brock, well, this doesn't. This is what he does every time. He he hamstrings. He kidnaps mm-hmm. all the games, mm-hmm. and then I go last, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want. I guess to, I'll take the last one. Yeah, exactly. AJ's, AJ's the kid that just makes up the rules to all the games. Yeah, I yeah. want to play this way. That's his pride. I'm taking my ball and going home, game, you guys. <laughs> okay, so I want – I have to work the uh, Angels-Astros game. On Saturday. No, tonight. Oh, tonight. But I'm doing it from here, mm-hmm. so I'd rather be at the game. So that's That'll the reason great. for the one. Fair. Okay? And then the other one I want to go to is I want to go to the Reds-Red Sox because you'll see later in my locks why. But uh, Chris Sale's pitching. So Against Hunter Green. Against Hunter Reds Green. Reds playing good ball. Reds great game good. last night. So there, that's the two reasons. But in an ideal world, I'd do it to both. But I'd like to be at the Angels-Astros game because it's always better to do a game in person. Well, let's get our guys to decide. Which one would you rather hit tonight? Uh, I think – what's the other game? What's the other game? I might go Angels-Astros. I might go Oh, the third because, game? No, the third game. Since AJ's going to be at the other two, I want to go to the one that he's not at. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bibby against Pablo Lopez. Cleveland, no, Minnesota. No, it's not Most people – most people would probably. Really expect, I did this game yeah. Saturday. Oh, it's Most people would probably expect me to say Red Sox to go watch Sale, watch you know, go to Fenway Park. I, I love it there, but I, I'm going to Houston, um, and not really for the baseball. I'm going to go for the Mexican food. Um, I'm going to head down to Houston. I'm going to get some good fajitas pregame, maybe a margarita Homer. or two, and then Homer. walk over, walk Homer over pick. to the Homer pick. Walk Is over. From, aren't you from Houston? No, I'm not from Houston. Oh. Dallas Fort Worth area, Texas. Oh, okay, Homer. Play different. But I want the Mexican food, man. <laughs> yeah. I want the Mexican food. I'm going to watch Angels Astros. Kratz? I'm going back down there because I just was down there this past weekend calling the Conference USA Championship game, and I didn't get to see anybody. I went to the game. I didn't get to see any of my friends. I didn't get to see Joe Savory, Rice, Rice Joe alone. Joe Savory, Rice, fight, never die. Yeah. He was, he was Shohei Otani before Shohei Otani was Shohei Otani. And, like – I want to go back. That flight is super easy. And why would you not want to go see the, the, pre, the standing World Series champions 
go up against Mark Trout and Shohei. Easy. I'll be, I'll be in Minneapolis on Saturday, so I can pass on that game because I'll get to see it live on Saturday. <laughs> the Guardians and the Twins. So, yeah. You love covering the Guardians this year, don't you? They big, keep me in the Central. Big, Huge. big, big middle America guy. You yeah. want to know why? Because <laughs> I know how to say Bybee. <laughs> no, the only call the I don't call games anymore, so I don't care. I can be that guy. It's by I can have a 98% success rate on pronunciation. He's pretty good, too, fine. by the way. He is good. He's good. Don't sleep on Bybee. He's pretty damn good. Wait for my lock. Oh, okay. Wait for it. We haven't seen my lock. We don't have enough time. For now, if you're chilling at home, there are night games for you, especially if you're in one of those areas that we just hit. Go for it on game time. Check out the app. Here's how you get there once you download. You're heading over to grab your tickets, last-minute deals, and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. It's the fast and easy way to buy ticks for sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever it is you're looking for. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, the best price guarantee, so you don't stress over tickets and don't get them elsewhere because this is where you're going to find the best prices. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and the and same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you don't need to plan in advance. I've become very last minute with my life. So this is perfect for me. I can't plan like more than a few days ahead. I'm booking flights like the day before. Don't tell, don't tell our EP, Mark. Snag the tickets without the stress <laughs> with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code FTLIVE, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. You just create the account after you have the app. You redeem code FTLive, 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Get yourself some flash deals on baseball games tonight. Okay. Controversial topic emerging from <laughs> what? You know where I'm going? I know exactly. If I I'm... say the word controversial, what show is that related to at the moment? Legends territory. Correct. Doug Mankiewicz. <laughs> Doug Mankiewicz part two has been released and we talked about it a little yesterday in the oh. 04 Red Sox baseball, which Brock would probably appreciate hearing the, the real juice on that story if you didn't catch it. But in part one, one, not two, one, I put up two. Uh, Doug talked about A-Rod, a former teammate of his in the bigs and also in high school. And he really went for it. <laughs> that's one way to put it oh. <laughs> including uh. the quote that really that really was a little personal um he said it with his chest he did he's he gonna did. die a lonely man he said that's that's Listen, going for it so a rod responded he was on a show on usa today um he said he was shocked and surprised he said quote thought the comments were strange because i always considered Doug, a friend, and he concluded on the subject saying, quote, I wish him well. So just wanted to throw hey, that here's out Here's the there. thing about Doug's comments. He didn't say – Doug never said he didn't like Alex. So no. He just said that he doesn't – he acts different than he did when he was in high school. Like, Doug, Doug wasn't like, I hate Alex Rodriguez. He just said he's kind of not the same dude he was in high school. Does anyone act the same as they did in high school? Actually, yeah, people stuck in high school. Yeah, Matthew <laughs> you know, McConaughey in uh, Days and Confused. He was, he was pretty good. You know, they, I keep getting older, they stay the same age. They you know? stay the yeah. same age. Yeah, so well, Doug never really – so here's the thing. Doug was just saying that he's not the same dude he was. But, again, nobody's probably the same person they were in high school. Mm -hmm. I hope and, and And Doug – if you know Doug, Doug, Doug will say what Doug wants to say. He's mm -hmm. always been like that's this. That's why it's a good interview. Which it's is why it's a great interview. 
And, and the other thing about Doug is with Alex is he still sees him. Because in the interview, I asked him, remember, does he acknowledge you and you guys still hang out? And he's like, when, when he's awake, which is kind of a funny. <laughs> well, because he said he fell asleep. Because he falls and... asleep at like their co- high, Rich Hoffman, their high school coaches, whatever. He won some award or whatever. In the ceremony. Yeah. So well, he's working hard. Hey, Rod. He he's is. Working too much. It just, it, it, I think, and then, it, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram, you know, they're coming after me. I'm like, I didn't say Who, What? They're just like, <laughs> well, these two guys. And I'm like, dude, I didn't say anything. No. I just was asking the questions. And the only thing you did point out, which I want to run real quick here, is on Fox, you just threw in there that the interviews is up and people yeah. can check it out. People need to be, listen. It's fascinating. So let's uh, let's run that little clip, please. If you've not heard Doug Minkiewicz tell the story on for the uh, Alumni Association of Legends territory about when Derek Jeter pranked him, during the job of Chamberlain, Mitch. I've not heard it, no. You, to, you need to listen to it. They yeah. pulled this whole thing with Macy's. It sounds elaborate. Jason Benetti, it is elaborate. Yes. It is. Uh, that's why. It's a great interview. You're right. Plus, he it, tells the story when he got me fake arrested for a DUI. Yes. Uh, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to unfold in this. In this no, it's, it's worth a listen. I mean, you want yeah. inside, unfiltered conversation. Doug's got it. And for the Red Sox fans, too, Brock. I knew the story. I remember reading all these articles, you know, outside the lines, the story of the 2004 baseball. There was one slice that I felt like I didn't get, and I got it from Doug because we were far enough removed from it where he was battling. I, I saw the clip. I saw the clip of, of him talking about the ball. You know, that's that's cool, man. That's inside stuff. You know, he's the guy who caught the out, put it in his back pocket. What'd you do with it? He straight up told you guys. That's that's uh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So check it out. That's all I'm saying. And it is time to say goodbye with some slap hands action. And also just reminding everyone Friday show from the Borgata or from Borgata, not the Borgata. 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 It's okay. in Jersey. But know. the Borgata.com. AJ's coming at some point. Let's slap hands. What'd you say? Ball. <laughs> he says it every day. It's not a That's ball. It's a troll. <laughs> I, I'm going to save mine for, for tomorrow. So you go. You're saving what? I had a slap hands. But... Oh, you're saving it for tomorrow? Yeah. Mine is uh, Yuli Gurriel in the in the Padres-Marlins game. Still has not touched home plate. I don't know if you guys saw this last night. <laughs> but he, tied this, he scored the tying run in the game. And he did not touch home plate. Nobody reviewed it. Nobody called him out. Nothing. And they just like, oh, he missed home plate by like a couple inches. We'll just, we'll just keep going. No big deal. You know, MLB. And then last here, – here's the play. Watch. Base hit. I don't know why the guy cut it. No one's covering home. No big deal. Yeah, cut, cut. Oh, we're throwing it nobody. And he misses home plate. But no, we're just going to let it go. You know, Bob Melvin's over there just giving the old – just roll with it. But no one caught it live. It was close enough where somebody – watch. This is – I mean, this is pretty obvious right here. You can also run back to touch the base. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's but still no, a Yeah, but he didn't either. He didn't do that either. And then the other thing is, uh, we talk, I talked about it on Slap Hands yesterday, Gators, National Golf Champions, J.C. Deacon. Way cool. to go. Cool. No, it's cool. No, no, that's great. It's cool, yeah. yeah. They won last night. You have a Even my wife who went following. to Florida State, she, I sucked her into watching. Into watching the golf championships? John Dubois from First Academy. Perfect. It's a really Clinched great it. way to, to keep the fan base going here strong towards the end of the show. And <laughs> let's finish with, with Kratz hats. So the hat that hasn't fit the whole day. 
obviously it's a Lou Gehrig number four hat. It was, it was the hat of my neighbor's mother, Peg Buford, who had, who succumbed to ALS, but it's a, it was a tribute. She saw that I wear the hats on the show and with Sarah Lang's coming on, she does a lot of, she does a lot of stuff for ALS research. Uh, Gretchen does Peg's daughter. And so she gave me her hat to wear on the show. So it's really, while it didn't fit my huge noggin of a head, it, uh, it was something that was awesome and an honor, a treat to, to wear it. That is awesome. Yeah, you're right. And as much fun as we have making fun of Kratz's massive dome, um, yeah. th- this is the perfect day for it. So, And we'll talk more about um, Lou Gehrig Day and, again, remind everyone about ways that you can um, contribute to what Sarah's raising money for. Sarah Lang's on with us earlier for ALS um, research, the shirts, the stars, the whole thing. We'll go over that again. On Friday, we're going to be in Atlantic City on Friday. Todd Father, Kratzy, myself. So if you're in town, swing by, say what's up. We're in the BetMGM Sportsbook Bar. We'll be there. We'll see Kratz, you Kratz, wear that hat tomorrow. Make sure you wear that hat he, tomorrow. He's got something I'm going to right? have the T-tops down. There's no way it's going to stay on my head. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I'm playing in a, in a poker tournament coming up. I'll talk about that a little bit with Jason Kipnis. Uh, on Friday, Ken Rosenthal on Friday, Whit Merrifield on Friday's show with his own announcement to make on Ooh. foul territory. Oh, yes. is it the golf? It, it is golf related. Oh. Ah, stay tuned. Don't break we the news. We will see you then. Go do your call in game, AJ. <laughs> Hello? Can Hello, you hear I'm me? watching a game. Hello? Is there anyone out there? Spicy Ball is back for BetMGM sports players. Download the BetMGM sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account and place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Got to use that promo code SPICYBALL. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.